your Amazon listing is basically an ad. Let's be real. Yeah. It's not you're writing copy to to feed the bots, but also feed the customer. They're going to type in stuff like, you know, cute home decor. Like they're not necessarily typing in your title with all of your bot friendly keywords, right? So this is where crowdsourcing for feedback is super, super important because you can actually ask real customers that spend their real money buying on these platforms what they're gonna what they're looking for and why they care about branding even welcome to the amazon files podcast brought to you by mommy income where we help others start and scale businesses on amazon by taking small consistent steps here's your host Kristen ostrander a 17-year e-commerce veteran who knows a thing or two about building a seven-figure amazon empire from the comfort of her own home surrounded by three energetic kids and a hunky husband she still has an insatiable desire to see others succeed Hey, hey, welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Amazon Files brought to you by Mommy Income. I am your host, Kristen Ostrander, and today we are talking about customer research. Today we are talking to Justin Chin, and he is the co-founder of PickFu. And before you freak out and go, what is that? I got a question. Do you want to know if your customers are going to like your next bundle? Do you want to know if they're going to like your next product that you release? Well, PickFu helps with crowdsourcing feedback. So for example, if you could ask like a hundred people, what are your thoughts about this product, this bundle? And for, um, you can get all kinds of natural unsolicited, like, um, you know, feedback. It's great. And he's going to tell us a lot more about that. Cause honestly, he knows more about it than me, but I think it's really cool. Why? Because you can have an edge on your competition by knowing hey, I asked 500 people about this product and I made a couple of tweaks and now I know these 500 people have talked and gave me input on what this is. So it's crowdsourcing only for feedback. It helps you make data-driven decisions. Do your customers really want what you're selling? So uh, Justin Chen, he's coming. He is the, the co-founder of PicFu, uh, a polling platform that anybody can use to get reliable feedback from real people. Justin built PicFu um, with his co founder, uh, John, the college roommate, and people and businesses everywhere rely on this to get data for data driven decisions, right? We don't make these decisions based on feeling. We make these decisions based on data. We sell product based on data. And so Justin is here and he is going to give us the what for and the how to about PicFu and how we can use it as Amazon sellers to our advantage to know more about what our customers really want and what they're willing to buy and how much they're willing to spend. You guys, this is revolutionary to be able to ask real people to give their input on something. So without further ado, please welcome Justin to the show. Justin, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kristen. Okay, so let's just dive right into PickFu because, you know, I know just before off air, we were just talking about how exciting this is for people who are creating products. You know, all this is the Amazon file. So most people here are Amazon sellers or e-commerce sellers of some sort and everywhere from retail arbitraging to hopefully wholesale bundling. My students are very great students and they, they've learned all these great things. So uh, the biggest problem a lot that, that they have is with choosing some of these products. So tell us a little bit about PickFu and why you decided to, first of all, co-found and create this and what it does. Yeah, so think of uh, PickFu as a digital focus group that you can use to gather real consumer feedback on anything that you're working on. And so for your audience, if you're selling something, if you're trying to validate uh, what kind of product to sell or maybe the design or the variation that you want to stock, PickFu is a great way to do that. So basically we have a, a panel of people that we reach out to and pay 
to give feedback on things. And so we tap into the same enterprise market research panels that a Procter & Gamble might use, but we make it much easier to use. We put a layer of data quality on top of it. We make it all self-service. So um, they're kind of like micro surveys. So you come on our site, you ask a question as simple as which product would you buy? You put up maybe a couple images or maybe it's just a... Um, uh, like a text description of like, oh, I, you know, I'm going to sell a version of this for $10 or, or maybe this for $15 and just trying to, you're trying to get their mm -hmm. feedback. Um, think of it as like when you're walking into a coffee shop and you just want to ask a bunch of people things. Mm -hmm. So our panel is going to vote on which one they like, but they're most importantly going to give you written explanations why. And that's actually where a lot of the insight is mm -hmm. because they might, they'll explain like why they like the green variation or why they like the more expensive one. And that's something that you can use to incorporate into your decision. I love that. And, you know, this can go, you, like you said, product, services, everything. Now, yeah. my, my real question here, too, is how diverse is the, um, you know, the people that we're surveying, right? Because we know that we're and on Amazon sellers specifically, you know, we're selling globally and from anywhere from yeah. young people all the way to old people and all kinds of different demographics. So how is the diversity of the surveys? Yeah, it, uh, the respondents are quite diverse. We tap into a panel over 10 million in the US and we're able to uh, slice and dice them by uh, basic demographics. So you could obviously do like gender and age and you know income, um, but we also have behavioral um, uh, attributes as well. So whether they drink tea or coffee or maybe they're a dog owner or a cat owner, they like beauty products, all, all these kinds of things. So um, a lot of different ways to slice up the audience and target them. If there's a if there's a targeting that's not on there that you would like, definitely write in. We're always adding more. Mm -hmm. um, but I would always caution uh, new sellers who, who aren't experienced with this and maybe they're selling the product for the first time to not hyper-target, not over-target, because I think that's a common trend where you may have a kind of like the ideal customer profile in your head, but a lot of times it's actually a much broader audience in, you know, uh, than, than what you think. And until you have those analytics from you know, maybe Amazon or whatever platform you're using, uh, you might want to be a little bit more general in your targeting. That's amazing. You know, it's funny how you should say that. And I love that advice because um, even starting out with Mommy Income, that's my company name, right? And I yeah. was a, a young stay-at-home mom with some young children, and I thought I was going to be bringing in a similar demographic. But it turns out, as I started releasing podcasts and putting blogs out and even the YouTube channel, you can analyze the data of the demographics and yeah. realize, wow, this is not necessarily the demographic I was aiming for, <laughs> but these are the people that are interested in my content, and they're usually more or a little bit older and you know it's a good 50 50 male female so i thought that was super interesting that if you don't put cool. specific for parameters on something you'd yeah. be surprised at who your demographic is yeah i mean that kind of even goes back to what you were asking before about how we started and, and it wasn't we didn't start this for e-commerce it was it was something we built because we were doing a website redesign for a different business we were running and we needed feedback on it and uh we actually thought it was going to be just like other entrepreneurs other software entrepreneurs that needed it and We've had all kinds of different customer groups come through. We have authors testing book titles and book covers, which is the, which is a really cool use case. Uh, game companies testing app icons, and and then of course e-commerce sellers testing all these different product product variations and, and things like that. Um, and then people just testing marketing things like that's how we use it internally. We test all of our marketing material, our flyers and business cards, and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah, there's so many different uses for this. And I kind of titled this episode, you know, customer research, yeah. um, because really, I'm always preaching at my people all the time about <laughs> 
know thy customer. Like, I yeah. don't care how, what, if you have the best product in the whole world, I don't care if you make it and it's free. I don't care if you man manufacture it for 25 cents. Um, if you don't know your customer and how they speak and how they type it in into Amazon, that's always yes. like the big mystery, right? Yep. Um, and so like, I, I did this recently, this fun, this interesting that you have this. I thought, do you have any 12 year olds in there? Because I'll tell you what, um, we just ran a couple of products by my 12 year old because she will literally not sugarcoat it. She'll be like, oh, it's so ugly. Or, oh my gosh, that's amazing. We got a squeal out of her when we showed her the first, the products that we put together. And so I was like, okay, we're winning so far. Um, but then she was, I said, what would you type in to Amazon mm. to look for this product then? And she goes, preppy stuff. And I was like, perfect. So I'm like looking up preppy stuff and realizing, ta-da, that's like the keyword, wow. right? So she gave me the keyword as that demographic. And I'm telling you, like, we kind of hit a sweet spot in the niche with like this 12 to 14 year old girl, cool. you know, some products that we're doing with that. And they just, they love to buy, that's for sure. Um, so, but we have to get to the parents because those are the parents that have the yeah. money, right? So yeah. it's like, okay, parents of tween girls, <laughs> what's <Yeah>. your budget? <laughs> you know. So it's really interesting how you can use that for not just products, but services, or even like you said, even your the, the messaging that you have. So that's really yeah. interesting. I mean, I think uh, you bring up a, a great use case. It's one of my favorite ones is uh, you don't always have to compare things on our platform. You can just put up an open-ended question um, and maybe maybe you just put a, an image of your product, right? And so you can ask exactly what you asked your 12-year-old. How would you describe this? How would you search for this product? Uh, first of all, you're going to surface a couple of things. People may not know what your product is from from looking at it, which which we've seen before. And another fun test is, do you even know what this is? Like, <laughs> and uh, you'll be surprised that like some of your some people's packaging just really missed the mark. But uh, asking people to describe a product in their own words is is great fodder for, like you said, embedding onto the page so that it, uh, different ways of describing your product get uh, indexed by the search engines. And um, you know, all search engines love like organic customer voice. And so the more you can get or get that on there, like, you know, people describe this or people like you, you know, um, want these weird preppy stuff things or whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's going to be really helpful because you're speaking their language. Yeah, and that's really, really important. What I've noticed as an Amazon seller for so many years, yes, there's AI and yes, there's bots and yes, there's things that can write your listings for you. And that's all fine and dandy to give you a head start. But at the end of the day, if we are not speaking in the same dialect yes. of our customers, then they're never gonna find our products even with bots. You know, it's like yep. you have to be able to at some point insert your human um, perspective on this. And if your customers are 12 year old girls and they're typing cute preppy stuff into Amazon, you better have that in your listing. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's really important to use the both and there. You're getting human feedback from real people examining your text or your picture or your product or your branding or everything else. And then they're saying from a human perspective, mm -hmm. this is how I would buy this or not buy this i wouldn't buy it because it's orange or i wouldn't buy it because who would buy that for 20 bucks or you know you're, you misspelled something on your packaging even you know how many people don't oh double gosh. check those things it's so crazy <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and and something we've been stressing with all this ai is that people are still the ones buying your products and until the point that ai is buying the products for you which you know may come in the future like you need to make sure that whatever you're generating does resonate with your target audience. So even if you're using an, an assist with AI generation on your copy mm -hmm. or your images, you still should get human feedback on it.
Absolutely. And I think that's the most important part there because yes, we can cut a lot of corners with um, AI and that's mm -hmm. a brilliant technology and we all are hopefully embracing it and moving yeah. forward with it because it's not going away, but there's still like that human element again of saying the bots can't decide I would purchase this or this based yeah. on the colors of the branding. And honestly, I've seen people even do side by side, like the one side by side I saw was like a red and white and then like a black and white. And so many people picked the red and white and I was actually shocked. I was like, yeah. oh, I thought the, the black looked a lot more like elegant and classy. And they're like, no, this just looks more fun and more like urgent. Like I have to mm. buy the one with the red. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so a human, human perspective, especially, you know, I've always wished that too. So that's what I love about PicFu is that I've always wished like, could I just ask 500 people if they would buy this or not? Like I'm getting yeah. ready to buy 500 units of this. And I'm wondering how many people would look for this find it buy it and you know we have lots of data we can look up on amazon but yeah. it's still they have to they shop with their eyes they finally see it if you're optimized and then they're like yeah. eh, do i want this one or this one because you know you're probably not the first one to bring something new we're always reinventing something so exactly. that's really interesting what do you feel like the most unique way that you've seen pick be used before that was really interesting to you well i guess like to you, to what you were just talking about i think the most uh, unique and uh, powerful way you can use it is actually comparing your image or your uh, your product against your competitors, and I think the the more intuitive thing that when people come is like, oh, I'm going to iterate on variations of my own product design or my own image design. But uh, more impactfully, especially when you're competing in a marketplace like Amazon, it's actually testing what your image or your product's going to look like against your top competitors in the space. Because you could, you know, we've seen this before where people optimize, you know, so much on their individual thing, and it looks great by itself but it just doesn't hold a light to their competitors, or maybe it looks too similar. It doesn't stand out, right? Like everything needs to stand out at Amazon. So um, I think that's that's probably the most important way that you can use PicFu is actually doing competitive testing. Um, you know, we all see the the, the rankings on, on Amazon or maybe see the stats and maybe why you're losing, but you don't really understand why. And that's where, when you run a PicFu test, you'll actually see the written explanations and people say like, oh, I don't like your layout or, you know, that one offers more in the bundle or whatever it is, right? You need people to articulate that so you actually have something actionable to do. As promised, the wait is finally over. After 20 years of e-commerce experience, this is the best way I found to make money on Amazon. It has the potential to revolutionize your Amazon journey if you do it right. The only way to do it right is to learn directly from the experts. And this is something every Amazon seller can add to their current business model. It's also something that you can start with even if you haven't sold anything on Amazon yet. Now, I am thrilled to share this brand new free training with you on how to confidently start and scale your Amazon business. It's gonna help you grow. And guess what? I teach you how to start or scale without competition, low profit margins, or high selling volumes. This extraordinary training does not just spill secrets about starting and scaling a sustainable business. This extraordinary training doesn't hold anything back. It gives you a clear pathway to keep the freedom lifestyle that you really crave while running a successful Amazon business at the same time. You're gonna learn how to source profitable products, create automation, learn fulfillment processes, and so much more. Plus, you're gonna hear from real students and a few key operations that have been instrumental to my million dollar success story. So if you're ready to unlock your Amazon success, go to mommyincome.com forward slash subscribe. Again, get your free training at 
mommyincome.com forward slash subscribe. Looking forward to seeing you inside. I cannot wait to jump in and try it even for this thing. I'm, I'm thinking I already have like a running list in my head of like A-B tests and I'm like, ooh, yeah. how about this? How about this? I have a couple of images and one of them, is they're literally opposite. It's like, okay, which one is really going to resonate? Because like you said mm-hmm. before, I think our intentional or our intended target market or, or demographic is like, oh, I think this is going to be for this. And we design yeah. products or brands or things like that around that demographic and then come to find out we're reaching other people that we didn't reach. So that's really a way to say this. And there's also ways to do that as well. This one appeals to this half and this one appeals to this half. So make both then and like, okay, we'll appeal to both by diversifying our packaging even because Amazon specifically, though, this is what's beauty about, about the online space, right? Is that like, you have so much more opportunity to, um, a B test or play with different images and color schemes and packaging to where mm-hmm. at a retail store, you know, you're distributing so, so, so yeah. much bigger and you have to invest all into one. And it's just kind of one and done really until you can expand. So I love that we're able to take less risk and do it a little bit smaller online to see what really is yes. working. And this takes half of that out of it. You don't have yeah. to guess anymore. You can literally just ask a prize pool of your of your people now i used to be part of some focus groups i used to think it was really fun um uh, not paid for it i mean they'd give you incentives usually something free or whatever but (laughs) i found it really interesting because um i always have feedback about products and it's not negative it's like oh i wish it had this or i wish it did this or whatever so i'm like i'm like the good um feedback person because i want it to be better and i want things to succeed and i can see my point of view but there's other people that think opposite so i just really really love this concept and like you said it works for not just products but also services so talk a little bit about the services side too yeah so i mean you could really use it on anything so whether it's marketing um marketing creatives or, you know, text, uh, a lot of times what we'll do is, um, for, uh, things that we're writing up for the website or an email that we're sending out, we'll actually try to get feedback on it. Um, see how it reads, um, even idea validation for new businesses. And so, you know, say you're, uh, starting a new dog walking service or something like that, and you want to target dog walkers on our, on, on our site. And you could ask, Hey, do you ever have, you know, this issue or, does this pitch for my dog walking service sound interesting? You know, all these kinds of uh, open-ended questions. And you just want to get into the head of, you know, how much would you pay for a dog walking service? How often would you use it, right? These are all things that you would ask to some kind of digital focus group. And so that's the things that you could ask on PickFu. That's great. Now, okay, let's... I mean, there's sometimes there's an elephant in the room when it comes to this, and I'm just going to put it out there. I feel like the elephant in the room is those people that, you know, we all have different personalities and some people handle negative feedback very well Uh, and some people don't. And so let's just talk about the elephant in the room about that, because, you know, like sometimes people might just absolutely tear you apart and be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And it's awful. And, you know, you should go hide and and go away because you're not a good entrepreneur or whatever. So um, what's the balance of that? Because I know we need negative feedback sometimes to mm-hmm, really tell mm-hmm. us tough love like this sucks like and I don't mean it in that way but like that's like the way we can put it here um so how do you kind of navigate and handle that because we know we need negative feedback from sometimes but people are kind of adverse to it yeah and that and that definitely happens I mean obviously these are these are strangers who don't know you and we're paying them so they're going to be quite brutally honest mm-hmm. um and uh I guess a couple notes about that so if they're abusive 
like that's one thing like we, we can actually flag them you can you can flag them on our site and mm-hmm. you know we'll take down really abusive posts or you know name calling or whatever like, like yeah. that there's no there's no need for that but um and then we've also had customers who don't take it very well and actually ask you know <laughs> ask for a refund is like hey this was this was incorrect because like my thing lost or, you know, like their, their yeah. feelings were hurt. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 I, it looks fine. It was quite objective and your, your option lost. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's a good lesson and it's probably better to do it here than with your money. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're going to learn this lesson somehow. You're going to learn, you're going to either going to learn it with a, you know, a, a $50 poll on PicFu or you're going to learn it for a $10,000 of inventory that's sitting there, you know, which one's going to hurt more. So, um, someone's going to tell you to your, you know, kind of tell it to your face, uh, so to speak on, on PicFu in words, but, uh, at least you're going to understand why, um, you know, maybe your product is not going to sell later. So yeah, it's a little bit difficult. And we do, we do have some people who write in who are like kind of upset about the responses, but Mm -hmm. that's, that's the honest truth, as they say. Yeah, well, and I, lo- I love that you said that too, because that's the truth. The truth is, is that you're either going to pay for this with an upfront survey and really get the information you need, or you're going to have a garage full of failed products because you never yeah. asked anybody and you just, let's let's be real. Everybody thinks that they're our product, service, <laughs> yes. business, marketing is like the best ever, right? My ideas are the best ever and everyone yeah. else who doesn't agree with me, you know, whatever. But in reality, we've all had, I mean, at least most sellers I know have had failed products, had great ideas yeah. that like no one cared about. You're like, okay, remember the Amazon Fire Phone? I mean, even Amazon <laughs> fails. Like no one remembers that because it was a fail, yeah. right? And they like released it for like six months and then no one bought it. And it was like the worst phone in the world. And everyone's like, no, we want to buy books and groceries from Amazon, not phones. Yeah. Right? Leave that to, to Apple. Um, but seriously though, like that's, that, that's a money saving thing. It's like a stitch in time saves nine, right? We need to do this upfront and our feelings aren't part of product selection. If we're yes. just, we're in business and yeah, we're emotional and everyone has emotions and things like that. But at the same time, Time. our feelings can't be heard about a product you have to think oh these wonderful honest people saved me 20 grand of investing in a product that no one cares about or i need to refigure my marketing but to those who get negative feedback which i have plenty of times um the reality is you just need to learn from it and learn from it yeah. before it costs you a ton of money you can actually ask your demographic and you might discover products that you didn't even think of that they're like oh what about this and that i read amazon reviews constantly on my competitors mm. products Products, mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I come up with better solutions. I'm always reading all these comments from like my competitors and what they sell. And that's kind of the same thing is that they're exactly. willing to be honest with you and we can't run away from business or great ideas or even mediocre ideas because someone was like, eh, I don't, yeah. I, I, I think it's garbage. I mean, if you get five people that say that and then one person that says it's awesome, it's probably your mom, <laughs> right? It's like, we can't go to our friends and family making business decisions about products because they're all going to be like, oh, it's great. Yes, you're so exactly, smart, all this exactly. stuff. And then you're like, well, would you buy it? And they're like, no. Well, and, you know, and, and that was part of the story yeah. of why, why we started this was as, you know, we were entrepreneurs and we kept asking our friends and family for feedback, like, oh, what do you think of this? How does this look? And first of all, they're, they're not very helpful. And then they just say things like, oh, you're so smart. Like you're going to, whatever you choose is going to be the right decision. Or like, that's what your mom would say. Yes. Like that sounds great, but like, it's not very helpful. (laughs) It's not at all. We need someone to objectively, uh, and we need to handle it. I mean, we're business owners. And if you're a business owner for at least five minutes, you've been rejected at least five times. Let's just be real. And if you haven't been 
buckle up because that's part of what it's it is. We, we try, we fail, we try again, we knock on this door, this one closes, we go through the window over here. You know, we're always facing that rejection. And the easier that you just handle it or or negative or whatever it is. I mean, I'm not saying toxic, abusive stuff. I just yeah. mean like if someone says your 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 packaging is just boring and it's kind of vanilla and like it doesn't make me want to buy it because it's just another, you know, foo-foo soap or something like give me something good you know it's like we can't just take all that personally if you're a business yeah. you're trying to make something that people want to buy and yeah. so it's like whatever it is listen to the people that have the money that are buying you know so i really love this concept okay so enough about all this everybody knows why they need pick boo and they need to, to, to just check it out and i just can't wait i have literally like a list of five things that i'm doing right away and four of them are a b image testing yes. <laughs> so i'm ready um so can tell everybody where they can find out more about pick how they can use it for their business and where they can sign up yeah so it, it's pretty straightforward you go to the website pick p-i-c-k-f-u.com uh, it's self-service, so you can you can sign up for free. There's no subscription that you ever have to have. It's all pay-as-you-go. So um, when you create a poll, it starts at a dollar per response. So as low as 15 responses for $15, hmm. it goes up with more responses or if you're doing more advanced targeting or things like that. So there are different aspects. I would say that most sellers, their poll average is like $70 because they do 50 responses and like target Amazon Prime subscribers, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And so and it's pretty straightforward. Suggestion? Like, do you have a suggestion of about how many, how much response, how many responses do you need for it to be like, okay, this is pretty good, wide, yeah. valid, you know? Um, so I think if you're iterating on something, so maybe it's your, you're testing your, your own variations, I, I would say 15 or 50 responses would be enough. And what most sellers look for is they look for it to win 70 to 80, uh, you know, of the votes. Mm -hmm. uh, percent of, of the votes okay. and then they're going to feel confident to move forward um if you're testing in your, against your competition kind of like the final result and you want to make i would say maybe 100 responses a little bit safer you could always add more responses if you feel feeling like this you know this is a little tight or whatever it is um so that, that's kind of my my recommendation and then I, I i want to emphasize that it should be an as you're working on something it should be an iterative process right it's this you shouldn't consider this like a one and done mm -hmm. unless i get you know, it was a final product and you nailed it, like, cool, move on. But um, a lot of times there's so much feedback in the responses that there's something else to improve, something else to improve. And mm -hmm. then eventually you will hit that point where it's like, all right, I'm winning like mm -hmm. very handily and I, I feel confident to move on. Great. That's a great suggestion. So this is not a bank buster, you guys. This is something yeah. that's like really <laughs> going to help you and think about it. You guys are launching bundles, right? So my clients are mostly launching bundles or new products or, you know, they're doing some wholesale, whatever. But if you're launching a bundle and you spend 50 bucks on that bundle to ask your customers before you even spend the money and optimize your listing and take pictures, you spend $50 asking customers this or this or, you know, A, B or, or even pricing, right? Like yes. so many of my yep. clients freak out about pricing. They're like, no one's going to pay that. And I'm like, go ask them, right? This is how yeah. you could go ask them. And I'm like, I promise they'll pay that. First of all, there's a budget for everyone. There's, there's from the window to the wall, we have, you know, people with $10 budgets and people 
struggle with Louis Vuitton budgets, right? So yeah. that's really, you know, you don't have to always be the cheapest. Amazon is always about low prices, whatever. I'm like, you don't have to be Walmart because Louis Vuitton still stays in business and so does Walmart. So there's a customer yeah. for everyone. You just have to figure out what you're selling and what the people that are you're targeting are willing to pay for those groupings of products. And so exactly. I really encourage you guys spend $50 even or 20 if that's all you got to really ask yeah. at least a few people, what do you think of this? And just be tough about the answers and be willing to um, pivot if necessary. Because yes, you're going to have a bruised ego if someone says your idea is kind of junk and no one really cares about it. Um, that's happened to me too. And I'd be like, fine, forget you people. Um, but then I don't launch that product because I don't want to yeah. lose money thinking no one's going to buy it. So yeah. and this is just really great. Uh, guys, PICFU, P-I-C-K-F-U.com right? That's Not right. .org. Okay. And this is how you're going to get it. Just give it a try. And if you've tried chat GPT, it's kind of the same thing, except for instead of robotic answers, you're getting real human real answers. answers. Yeah. <laughs> um, one more question I did have, is there a limit to the response that people can give you or that can they give you as much feedback as they want in their responses? Um, I don't think we have a limit. I, I would say at most you'll probably get as a paragraph or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty easy once they give responses, it's like a couple sentences at max. So it's not like it's yeah. a ton of, you know, analyzing everything. It's just reading through. No. The, the yeah. So it'll probably be like one or two sentences. Um, and then actually what we did do is we incorporated AI on the summarization. So, you know, you might have a hundred responses and maybe you're kind of getting fatigued of reading through all of them. We actually have an AI summary of those responses. So Still human responses, but AI summarized. Um, and that's one way we're incorporating AI into the platform. I love it. This is so great, you guys. Well, I'm excited. I have five minutes and I'm going to sign up for PicFu because I've got something I need to test like yesterday. So I'm super excited. Justin, thank you so much for being here and sharing your brilliance with us and co-founding this company. This is really a game changer for any business owner, any business owner, whether you're selling products or services, whether you're a lawyer or a teacher, um, yeah. this can help. You can, you can, I mean, hopefully there's children demographics at some point too. Like how do we serve my kids? <laughs> right. But um, I have a lot of kids products. So that's what I'm always thinking too. It's like, I, I serve adults with like yeah. my teaching, but a lot of my products are tend to be in that vein because sure. I, I've been doing this since my kids were little. So I'm always like looking at littler stuff. So it's just interesting to me to, to see that. So thank you again so much for coming y'all. I know you could be anywhere else doing any other thing. I don't take that for granted. Say, thank you so much for listening and watching the Amazon Files podcast. We'll see you guys same time, same place next week on the Amazon Files. Thank you so much, Justin. Thanks, Kristen. Are you an Amazon seller who's ready to experience life-changing growth for your business? Are you sick of gurus promising you'll make $100,000 in the next 30 days only to find out their process costs thousands of dollars for product development? Are you tired of finding good replenishable products to sell only to have your listing hijacked by lazy competitors? I was once right where you are. I started with retail arbitrage and I was driving from store to store by trying to find enough inventory to fill my Amazon store. And while that was profitable, it was not sustainable. Thinking I would upgrade to wholesale and make my millions that way was a complete disappointment too. With thin margins and high competition, I felt defeated once again. So other gurus promised private labeling was the way to go, but it cost thousands of dollars upfront and took nearly a year to develop and import these products. I needed something better, something faster with higher margins and lower competition. So I developed it myself. 
It wasn't until I began creating and implementing my new strategy where I finally had a breakthrough, a seven-figure breakthrough. If you're ready to smash your competition on Amazon and finally have the breakthrough that you've been working for, I've got something to share with you. It's the exact system I created and used to sell over $5 million in products on Amazon. It's called the Wholesale Bundle System, and I believe it is the most sustainable, long-term business model available. It's also backed by proven success stories from people just like you who have finally found the Amazon selling breakthrough that they've been searching for. By implementing my wholesale bundling strategy, my business grew bigger than I ever expected. I'm talking about tripling my sales year over year. Now, I hear your doubts and your worries and concern. You've been burned before. You've heard all these things before. How do you know it's going to be different this time? Maybe you're still a small seller. Maybe you don't have a ton of money to invest in inventory. Maybe you're a beginner. But whether you're a seasoned seller or a beginner, you can start wholesale bundling for as little as $300 and have your first bundle up for sale in 30 days or less. If you are ready to learn more about this proven successful business model, it's time to take the next step. Head over to mommyincome.com system and discover the wholesale bundle system that I use personally every single day to create more than seven figures a year in income on Amazon. Again, that's mommyincome.com system. Let's get ready to bundle. Thank you for being a loyal listener. If you are ready to take your business to a whole new level, I'm ready to work with you. I'll be back next week with more strategies to help you succeed. Until then, step small and dream big. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Amazon Files podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes by heading over to mommyincome.com forward slash review. The Amazon Files will be back again next week. Thanks again for listening.